Welcome to the ride. Life, Work, and Wealth Podcast with your host, Chris Rowe. Years ago, Chris was a firefighter and a paramedic and witnessed many people not getting another tomorrow, and it shaped who he is now as a financial strategist. Chris doesn't just help people plan for a secure tomorrow, he helps them plan for a better today. Chris lives in Burlington, Ontario, and is an investment advisor at Three Hats Financial, a trade name of Harborfront Wealth Management, an IROC dealer. Let's get to it. The word of the day, the week, and maybe the year could be inflation. But what is it, and what can you do to protect your portfolio from its impact? Well, Chris DeRoe has some thoughts on that. Chris, please share. Thanks, Patrice. Yes, uh, it seems like every conversation I'm having, the word inflation and then real estate values, uh, gas prices, all that stuff, groceries, all that stuff seems to be just coming into many conversations and we're hearing it all over the place, like you had mentioned, Patrice. So today I'm just going to touch on ways you can protect your portfolio from inflation because there is assets that perform better and that do protect more so in this environment than others. And a lot of people aren't really aware of that. So I just want to kind of touch on that and just go through a bit of education on what's available for that. Uh, so I'll just start with, I, I know a lot of people know what inflation is, but some, some may not. So in simple terms, it's just, it's a measure of, I'll give you the textbook answer. It's a measure of the rate of rising prices of goods and services in the economy. And it incur, basically it occurs when prices basically go up due to number of factors, production costs, uh, raw materials going up, wages, and basically a, a surge in, that then creates a surge in demand for products and services that causes inflation. And consumers are just simply willing to pay more. And uh, we've seen that quite a bit during COVID and now post-pandemic. I don't even know if you can say post. Well, I guess it's post-pandemic, even though <laughs> no, COVID, COVID's still around. <laughs> yeah, but it's post the big pandemic. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. So. I guess I can use that word. Uh, but one of the biggest things that in this in inflationary environment that's causing a lot of it is it's just simple supply shortages. Uh, we first had the chips shortage. Everyone's well aware of the computer chips. And then now the Ukraine-Russia war is causing significant supply issues. So that has a big deal. Um, that is a big deal on what's increasing the inflation rate. So right now, uh, we're actually in, in Canada, we're at 6.8% inflation as of last month. And that's, that's over 30 year highs. That so you can, that's high. And I don't need to convince you of that because when you go to put gas in your gas tank or go to Costco or the grocery store or anything like that, you can simply just see it. And what makes it even worse, I think, Chris, is the fact that salaries really have not, they've not risen as much. No, not even close. And then, of course, everyone you speak to about house prices. Oh, yeah. Um, and then you're you're right, Patrice. The income levels have no nowhere even come close to staying on par with all the other price increases. And like to give you an idea, if you average inflation out for like the last hundred years, it usually sits around three percent. So mm -hmm. you can tell that it like obviously being more than double, like that that's significant. Yeah. So. So today, basically, I want to just provide some tips on how we can just seek some protection from all that that I just mentioned there. So besides hearing about it, um, as I mentioned, we're feeling it everywhere. Th who would also really feels it is actually retirees and pre-retirees since it affects them a lot because they're on set income levels. And when everything goes up in price, they simply need to access more cash. 
And if they don't have pensions with inflation protection, they may have to start using more of the retirement savings. And if those retirement savings don't have inflation protection, well, now the retiree basically has to start using up more of their portfolio and eating away at it at a quicker rate. And of course, you want to avoid that. So that's where it's, it's also really important for retirees and pre-retirees to definitely have this in their portfolio. Um, okay, so when the word inflation protection comes up, a lot of time, people will automatically just think gold. And it's the number one go-to. Yes, it's, it's, it's an actual tangible asset and it tends to hold its value for the most part, unlike paper currencies, obviously like the dollar, which lose purchasing power when inflation is on the rise. But with rising inflation, gold typically does appreciate. However, it isn't a perfect inflation for hedge. And there's many other factors that can drive its price, which can make it fluctuate widely from year to year, which means... Uh, it's inflation adjusted returns can also fluctuate quite a bit too. There is actually better inflation hedges than just gold. So like some, even a lot of say financial gurus and that and economists, they actually say that gold is kind of starting to lose its shine towards being an inflation hedge compared to previous decades. And basically the point here is just like any other investment, you just want to make sure you're not putting all your eggs in one basket and go overweight in gold in these environments to think that, Hey, okay, I'm protected from inflation. Um, it's not like you can just go take a gold bullion and go take it to the grocery store and <laughs> cash, cash that in for a bag of groceries type thing. Another thing before I get into it, this is new and we've had some people ask about this is Bitcoin being a good hedge towards inflation. In theory, uh, yeah, it's not tied to paper currency and the traditional banking systems. But like, first of all, right now, you definitely don't have many people lining up to buy cryptocurrency and Bitcoin because it significantly has fallen since January. It's, it, it is an extremely volatile, volatile asset and it can be, its performance can be puzzling to most. And also more importantly, it's only been around since 2009, but really only actively traded for the last decade. So in its short life, it has not really had to deal much with inflation yet. And we just don't have much history on that. So due to the extreme volatility of it, it's not an asset class that I would be using specifically as an inflation hedge for sure. And I just wanted to touch on that briefly because um, those, those are just a couple of questions we've been getting recently. Okay. So now getting to the, the good part is <laughs> your portfolio, how to combat inflation. Well, one thing for sure is, and a lot of people will know this is real estate. So private real estate, historically, its income is generally increased faster than inflation. And if you compare private real estate values when interest rates are rising, they have usually increased. So real estate performance is comprised of two main components, property value appreciation and reoccurring cash flows. So all else being equal, property value should appreciate with, with inflation. It often usually does act as a good hedge since there's always demand for homes regardless of the economic climate that we're in. And because inflation rises, well, usually so these property values. So like, therefore, like a landlord can charge more for rent. And when, like, basically when interest rates and inflation go up, so does rent tend to increase as well, therefore offsetting that impact. And then you get to capitalize on that if you're invested in that. To be a bit more specific, one that we like to hold also in, the, in our portfolios for this is actually student housing rentals. And the reason is, 
It provides a unique hedge against inflation since with student rentals, the turnover rate's high. It, there's a basically a reset of roughly 30 to 60% per year of beds available on average, since obviously you always have students graduating and moving out. Therefore, the rent gets to get reset to market rates more effectively than say a traditional multifamily residential property, which is kind of more subject to rent control. So right now there's actually an increased demand and urgency for students to find quality housing um, because there's just simply a, a big lack of supply for that right now. And we're already seeing higher rates of occupancy and leasing velocity compared to last year already. So it's just, it is a great thing to have in the portfolio to kind of combat inflation. It, basically providing income through rents and leases, they just pay high, they often do pay higher yields and bonds. And another key advantage is that their, their prices probably won't be as effective as much because when rates start to rise, their operating costs don't go up significantly. They kind of remain unchanged, which obviously helps. And when inflation accelerates, we saw, saw this firsthand, construction costs, lumber, they're basically you're seeing the building of new properties kind of more up in the air because of all these factors. And then that limits new supply and it keeps putting more upward pressure on these property prices. And we have definitely seen that around here in the last two years. Just It's just been significant, the, the, the price increase on homes and that. So basically on the reoccurring cash flow side, income should usually appreciate and especially for these properties that the lease is reset frequently, which I had just mentioned. Mm -hmm. So basically, Patrice, real estate is just one of those time-honored inflation hedges. It's a tangible asset, and they just tend to go up when inflation goes up. So therefore, a good hedge. The next one I wanted to touch on is private debt. So bonds usually will provide a negative real return in inflationary environments. Private debt, private credit, that's what we're, ta we're talking about right now. Mm -hmm. So it has just shown a higher resiliency in increasing interest rate and inflationary times. So to give you an idea, the Canadian Universe Bond Index right now, as of today, it's down almost 13% from January. So that's quite significant for bonds. While the private credit we currently have access to in our portfolios, it's actually positive for the year. So quite a significant difference there. The highest risk of bonds is a rising rate environment coupled now with a higher inflation that affects bonds values, particularly those bonds with longer duration. So like basically bonds, they have an inverse or opposite relation to interest rates. As the interest rates go up, the return of the bonds go down. And in the short term, we're seeing exactly what we're seeing right now. Bonds not being the best place to be. And who, who usually has a lot of fixed income and in bonds? Retirees. So that's why it's important to definitely have some of these other assets in the portfolio. Private credit assets, they're usually floating rate and the income that the investor will usually mechanically increase with these rising short-term rates in response to rising inflation, exactly what we're going through right now. As interest rates go up with inflation, so does the lending rates on, the, on this private debt, which therefore provides a hedge since more of the profit is earned on those increased price of the loans. So, Basically, from that, you can tell that right now it's a pretty good asset to have because we're exactly in that environment right now. Now, how, how can you get involved in these? How can you invest in these? Must you do this through your financial advisor? Yeah, it's it, private equity and private debt. It's 
we've, we've done, I've done some podcasts on that uh, previously. So like, I'm only touching here today on just how these asset classes protect, help protect, mm -hmm. not that it doesn't protect a hundred percent. It's just hedges the inflation. Right. So if you want further details on, on the details of these asset classes, episode podcast, episode 26 and 41, we go into much more depth on that. So people can kind of go back and if they want more. But yeah, it's through your financial advisor and that to to access these. Um, it's not a it I have to and you, it's not a common asset class that every advisor can access. There is you have to make sure that the institution the advisor you're dealing with has access because not every advisor does. And so basically, the, the, keeping this one relatively short, the bottom line here is inflation. It just it happens and it's a risk everyone has to face. Money just tends to lose value over time. And as the level of inflation and economy changes it, it, on current events, you got to have something in the portfolio to be prepared for that because inflation, it, it will happen. And it is happening right now, obviously, significantly. So this is why right now we have private equity, infrastructure, private credit, and student housing to a degree in our portfolios to hedge against these record high inflation rates. And it's to do this just to make sure that our clients' portfolios that are somewhat thriving to, despite the, the economic climate. And pension plans do this too. They're always trying to get a positive or decent return regardless of the economic conditions because they have to. Mm -hmm. So our portfolios are structured a lot uh, similar to pension plans. But, and that's it. It's, uh, that's all I just really wanted to touch on is just that there is other asset classes out there that people may not be aware of. Because like I said, as soon as you say inflation protection, a lot of people think gold. And I just wanted to touch on other options that are out there that people would definitely want to look at because with these very high interest rates and inflation, you've got to make sure that you have some of these inflation protected assets in your portfolio. Chris, that's a great primer on options for protection too. And if listeners want to reach you for more information, how can they get to you? Uh, just as always, my website, threehatsfinancial.ca, and there's a contact button there. All right. If you like this episode, please follow Chris's podcast, The Ride, Life, Work, and Wealth. And don't forget to rate, review, and of course, share this with others. Thank you for listening to The Ride, Life, Work, and Wealth podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. All comments are of a general nature and should not be relied upon as individual advice. The views and opinions expressed in this commentary may not necessarily reflect those of Harborfront Wealth Management. While every attempt is made to ensure accuracy, facts and figures are not guaranteed. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing or tax advice. Please seek advice from your accountant regarding anything raised in the content of the podcast regarding your individual tax situation. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. The asset classes featured in this podcast are for illustration purposes only. This should not be viewed as a solicitation of buy or sell. Always talk to a professional before investing to know if the product is right for you. Past performance does not necessarily predict future results. Each asset class has its own risks.